0: what's going on everybody good morning to everybody out there and welcome to a new nba show this is Loro, and this is christina so how are you doing and good to be back
1: i'm good how are you and yes i'm very excited to be back today
0: yeah so sorry about canceling last week i had family in town and uh, and i would have been distracted if uh, if i did it while like there was like background noise so sorry about that
1: no problem
0: So, with that being said, uh, let's start off with our game plan for today. So, last week we talked about Russell Westbrook uh, with Rockets. So, do you think he will make the Rockets a good team?
1: I believe so. Um, I mean, he is, you know, probably one of the better point guards that we have in the league right now. Um, You know, there's no denying what he can do. Um, outside the paint and within the paint so I think that he's a great addition um, alongside James Harden I think it's also great that the two have played together before in um, Oklahoma and I think the chemistry that they that the two have and the excitement that they have um, being back with one another and now with the motivation with the west side being more competitive, I think it's going to be exciting to see them match up against other teams in the West. And I think that it's going to be a great season for the Rockets this year. And I think they might have a better season with Russell at the one.
0: Absolutely. And also, let's get your take on the Ben Simmons extension. Was that a little early for the Sixers to give that out or that's well-deserved?
1: I'm not surprised that they decided to give out an extension early. Um, You know, I think that they see the potential in Simmons, Um, but definitely I think that um, with that said, I think um, hopefully he can do his part and really, really better himself as a player, specifically um, when it comes to shooting.
0: Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, uh, we talked about Simmons being a a better shooter, but we like his ball handling ability. So that's why they start them at the point.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: So let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks 2019-2020 season preview. So I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to repeat from what happened last year, but I feel like that this Bucks team mm-hmm. is going to go farther this time.
1: I think so, right? It's like kind of like, you know, a little kid, you know, they, you know, they're learning. Sometimes you got to you know, you got to experience, they have to experience things for themselves. And I think that was what we saw this year with the Bucks. They had a great season for the franchise. Unfortunately, you know, they didn't get to make it all the way to the NBA finals. Um, but I think this is going to be something that they're going to, you know, they're going to remember that feeling and learn from their mistakes and really work to really um, be better, a better cohesive unit. You know, I think when we saw them match up against Toronto, I think we kind of, saw a little bit of loopholes into their system, if you will, and kind of w- ways that teams can kind of really break down their system. And I think they're going to learn from that and better themselves um, coming into the season.
0: Yeah, I think, like, speaking to the Raptors, even though that they're without Kawhi Leonard, I still think this Toronto Raptors team still going to be a very fun team to watch. I would agree. Especially when you get OJ on an OB back. I think this rap, I think who's going gr- to grow into the next Kawhi Leonard, like grow into that Kawhi Leonard role in Toronto is Pascal Siakam.
1: I would agree. I think he, you know, he's proven himself to be um, a guy that everyone needs to watch out for. And sure he
0: under- gets these un- unnamed players like outside the lottery, you know, that's how good of an executive he is.
1: It is. And he also takes 10 takes chances on his two-way players you know not a lot of NBA teams really look to really grow and develop the guys that are coming out of the G League or or already or with the G League and the the team's associating team um so I mean hats off to him but I think um I think the Raptors are going to be interesting um hopefully you know they don't really slide too far down um in the Eastern Conference but we'll see how everything plans out for them.
0: Yeah, cause remember last year, remember this past off season when it was the anniversary that the Raptors got Kawhi Leonard, and that every fans, every fan, everybody in Toronto was ripping on a, ripping on O'Jury because of trading DeMar DeRozan, who is literally that face of the franchise of the Toronto Raptors, and I'm like, you don't trade your face of the franchise to, to the Spurs. The Raptors could have figured out that trade to still land Kawhi Leonard. But without have to having to give up Demar Derozan,
1: um, honestly, I'm not disappointed with them with Masai jury making that decision. I think that as a franchise player, you need to come on the court and really carry the team and carry the team well. Um, Yes, he was, you know, probably one of the longest-serving Raptors we had, but I just don't think that alone should be granted the title of franchise player. I think you need to do a lot more things on the court. And I think that over time, he just proved to not be that guy that's going to get the Raptors where they needed to be and really carry the team and lead the team. And I think we saw that drastically when Leonard came on um, to the team and really took that leadership role. And no, he wasn't a loud guy on the floor, or, you know, as we heard even in the locker room, but he got the job done and he and he really led the guys by example. And, you know, he was that hustler on both ends of the floor. And like we saw in those clutch moments, those crunch time moments, he was there to carry the team. And if not carry the team, he was there to support the team and also lead the team. And I think that's what Masai Drew was looking for, someone that was really going to, really do their role and and be more than just their role. And I think that's what they're going to be lacking this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how guys shift their mentality, their mindset and their game to really compensate um, with not having that true leader on the floor. Yes, they do have um, Kyle Lowry, but I don't know if he's that true leader and that guy that the guys can really look upon um, for support and leadership.
0: And then I think if, if Ujuri decides to take the risk to trade uh, Lowry, and then if he wants to start Fred Van Fleet, then I think this is a this is I I think you know what I, I'm probably going to back up from what I said. I think I think I'm gonna say Fred Van Fleet will be our will be your sixth man for the Raptors.
1: I think so, too. And another good player, too, that I think gets overlooked, too, is, you know, Norman Powell. I think he's one of the guys that, you know, when he does come out, he can perform very well. But absolutely, to your point, um, I agree. I think vet, um, Fred Van Vliet is definitely someone that um, the Raptors, you know, have that that secret weapon, if you will. Um, we saw it time and time again throughout the season, and especially during the playoffs and um, into the finals. You know, he can be a really good pull-up shooter, Um um, a sniper, if you will, for the Raptors. Definitely someone that we um, we all should be looking for um, throughout the season, and just someone that Raptors really should continue to develop and um, really give um, more minutes to.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, I also think, I think Norman Powell is going to be your starting uh, two guard, and then Fred Van Fleet will be the sixth man. And whenever uh, Lowry comes off, the, needs a breather, then you put Van Fred Van Fleet in. Yes. So I would like
1: to see that major change a lot this season.
0: So that being said, uh for the Bucks, we'll talk about uh my breakout player in the Bucks this year is someone that just signed an extension and that's uh Chris Middleton.
1: Yes, I would agree with that.
0: And I think uh I also want to point out here that don't be shocked that Giannis's brother Tatis is gonna break out this year.
1: Absolutely, I mean he was. He was Giannis, I can't
0: Lakers. really pronounce it because the Bucks have one of Giannis's brothers, but the Lakers have an, one of his brothers as well, who I yes. think could turn into a star in the West for the Lakers.
1: Um, that Akumpo brothers, the Greek freaks, as if you will, they they are really. Um, they're they're making their name known in the NBA. You know, it's just it's gonna in the years to come we're gonna be um, also knowing the name. Um, you know, past Giannis. So I think I think it's great to see that. But I think he's definitely a guy that you know he we can um, we can definitely see him developing more and maybe even possibly having a breakout season this year. Um, but um, I would agree with you. I would love to see Middleton really come out and really step more into who he is as a player on the court.
0: Also, I want to point out here, love the signing for the Bucks to get Kyle Clover. I really wanted the Lakers to sign him because we needed we needed him more than the Bucks because of his shooting ability and the Lakers needed shooting. But speaking of the Lakers, I feel like that the Lakers are waiting for the Grizzlies to buy out Andre Godala's contract and that he'll be on board with the Lakers before you even know it.
1: I mean, I would agree with that. But note um, to Kyle Clover. I think that's great for the Bucks. I mean, Kyle Clover is shooting – almost 40 percent from the arc he is at 39.7 percent just slightly above Chris Middleton Um, but I think they're getting a good vet player someone that knows the game of basketball really well and again they're adding that weapon that you need nowadays in um, this game in the NBA
0: yeah you really need that that's for sure so so with that being said, uh, my starting five for the Bucks will be Bledsoe, Matthews, Middleton, Antetokounmpo, and Lopez. But speaking of which, I really like the West Matthews signing. I think that takes over uh, Malcolm Brogdon's spot in the lineup.
1: Yep, I, I I would agree, and I have my lineup exactly the same to you from top to bottom. Um, I think um, I think I think they have a just the sounds of it. I mean, it's it's basically similar to what we've. It's similar to what we've seen them, seen them do throughout last year, and I think we're going to continue to see it. Like I said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yes, they can, you know, improve their game and their system, but I think they have a solid starting lineup.
0: They sure do have a good starting lineup. So now, that being said, let's talk about the next team we're going to talk about. Next is the Detroit Pistons. So, do you think the Pistons, whenever Blake Griffin's a free agent, do you think the Pistons extend him? Um, I say so because I think he's really found a home there.
1: I think he's found a home there. Yes, I mean when you look at the Pistons roster, I mean, I would I would sign him. You know, he's a vet player. He's been in the league. Um, he's not the best. He's not where he was, but I mean, he he hasn't really depleted that much. So I would I would agree with you and say yes, I would resign him.
0: I've always liked I've always liked Blake Griffin because. He always energized the crowd with his dunks. But what the weak, only weakness was the shooting, but I felt like that his shooting got better and better over the years.
1: It has. I feel like he's missing that pizzazz that he once had in the league um, when he was with the Clippers. But other than that, I mean, he he's a pretty consistent guy. Uh, and like I said, he has experience. You know, he is um, carrying the Pistons. So I think they're definitely, it's in their best interest to re-sign him.
0: Yeah, but I think he still has a couple of years left in his deal. But for the Pistons, uh, now that uh, that they that Dwayne Casey is there, so you think the Pistons are going to continue to make strides with Dwayne Casey?
1: I believe so. I think yeah, he, he's he's done um, good as a coach this year for the Pistons. Um, you know, he is a coach that has some has some notches under on, on his belt. So I think, I think it's in their best interest to keep him. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. How do you feel about um, Dwayne Casey remaining head coach of the Pistons?
0: I think it's a fresh start for him. He, I think he gets to coach whatever he wants. But at the same time, when he has to face the Raptors in the regular season, I'm sure he's going to get his revenge games on them, you know, because he knows the game plan of the Raptors still.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But I know he has, I think he, the Pistons swept the Raptors in the season series because of Casey's knowledge of the Raptors.
1: Exactly. He had that inside advantage. Um, and, and you could just see um, his excitement when um, his team did, you know, get some wins over the Raptors. But I think, like you said, a fresh start for him. He has freedom to really be in his own system. Um, he doesn't have so much, for the, he doesn't have a lot of pressure from the franchise, from the fans to really outperform what they did in the previous years. He can just really build upon what he did the next, from the following year, which is great. So I think, I think, I think, um, I think he's going to settle in nicely in Detroit. Yeah, that first year was a little rough
0: for him, but I feel like that there's strides that are coming for him, and I... I actually went on a limb here in my Eastern Conference settings last week that I think that the Ra- the Pistons will be battling for the Hawks for that eighth and final spot. But in the end, I'm going on a limb that Atlanta is going to end up taking it.
1: I would agree. I just don't know if Detroit's just quite there yet um, as, a, as a cohesive unit to really um, make a really strong push for that last eighth spot.
0: The East is so easy. So – it should, these shouldn't be a problem to make the playoffs if you're a bottom, if you're in the in 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 like that on the bubble, you know, in the Eastern Conference. But I'm but the Western Conference, you have to earn that eighth spot. It's not a guarantee, exactly. Because I know I know who's going to be in the playoffs in the West, like the Spurs, the Rockets, the Warriors, even without KD, and also uh, also also uh. I'm thinking of Portland and Denver who have now become competitive.
1: It's, yeah.
0: I'm talking about those teams in the, in the, uh, in the West who I, who turned out to be really good. And, but I also told you the Lakers are going to be the number one seed in the West mm-hmm. now.
1: I I hope so. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see how Davis and uh, LeBron James really, um, play together and feed off of each other um, on the court. I think they're
0: going to play well together, but really not since the Lakers, since since the Lakers traded away Ingram and Lonzo, my favorite Laker now ha- my favorite Laker now is Kyle Kuzma. Hello, you still there?
1: I definitely agree with you. Kyle Kuzma is the guy that we're, a lot of people are going to be looking to. I think he's going to have a really good season um, this year. You know, he's not gonna have that so much of that chip on his shoulder. He can kind of breathe, relax, and just flow into his game.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I think about Kyle Kuzma. So my breakout player on the Pistons is a guy that I think who the Pistons drafted last year, and I think there's gonna be a very good player for them for years to come, and that's Luke Kennard. Yep. I would
1: agree well, with that. I would agree with that.
0: I also like the signing of Derek Rose. I think Derek Rose is going to be a good veteran presence for the Detroit Pistons.
1: Absolutely. And a great six month um, for the, for the, for the team.
0: And then my starting five for the Pistons is Jackson, Kennard, Snell, Griffin, and Drummond. Okay. So with that being said, uh, the next team we'll talk about next is the Chicago bulls. So I really think that the Chicago bulls team is going to be very fun to watch this year. Love the the pieces that they have to build around, you know,
1: I would agree. I think Kobe white is a, is a huge um, asset on this team. Um, I think they did well with um, deciding to draft him. Um, and I'm really excited to see, um, how he fits in with it with the Bulls system and how he does um, um during his rookie season
0: although the Bulls got Thomas Sanoransky, I don't expect the bulls to start him at the one because I have Colby White's Kobe white starting at the one and then Sanoransky will start will be a backup two guard behind Zach Levine okay yeah because I Chris Dunn's good, but Chris Dunn's more of a reserve kind of guy. But if you were to start elsewhere other than the Bulls, then go for it.
1: Okay, um, I would agree um, on that. I did put him though for me, I put him behind Kobe, who Saturansky. Um, no, Dunn,
0: yeah, because. Cause Sadoransky, even though the wizard, the Bulls signed him, I think uh, I think that uh, I I don't think he's gonna start for them.
1: No, yeah, he won't.
0: So with that being said, for the Bulls, so
1: how do you think
0: Jim Boylan will do in his first full season as the Bulls' head coach?
1: It's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, this is a team that you know still needs to kind of find their way, if you will. Um, they still need to really learn the system um really connect um and, and with each other um so it's going to be interesting i think i think he'll be i think he'll do a decent decent job
0: yeah so my breakout player in the bulls i know what Laurie marketing can do because i know what he's about Laurie marketing is a player that i think is going to be the next face of the franchise for the Chicago bulls but I'm going Wendell Carter Jr. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be a guy that is going to be that other franchise player for the Bulls, and I think Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markin will form that uh, big three together with with Kobe White.
1: Exactly. I mean, I it was a toss-up between um, the two and who to put at the four and the five. I end up going with Carter at the five, and then I did Mar- Markkanen at the four.
0: But my breakout player is Wendell Carter Jr. Last year was an okay rookie season for him, but I think this year he's going to take his game to a whole new heights. But I feel like that he'll be in the conversation for the Most Improved Player of the Year award, along with Mark and Kyle Kuzma. Okay, yep. But Kyle Kuzma, my early NBA uh, awards outline for the upcoming season, I don't have him winning MVP. I have Kuzma winning some type of award, but I have him getting the most improved player award.
1: I mean, I would love that for him.
0: And then, and then, uh, and then MVP, I think who, who should win it again as Giannis. I, I see a repeat in Giannis winning MVP.
1: I mean, I could see that, but I would, I don't have anyone in mind right at the moment, but I mean, I would love to see someone else kind of take that um, next in this upcoming season. But again, I wouldn't be upset if Giannis was to take it once again.
0: I would say he should take it again because I feel like that he's going to be like that stats kind of guy. Like, say, for example, like, you know, how Peyton Manning in football was that way.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good reference.
0: You get the difference about why I think Giannis will be more of that guy that will take home MVP awards. But well, I do. I do think at the same time, Giannis will be a good player in the playoffs. But my starting five for the Bulls will be uh, Kobe White, Zach Levine, Otto Porter Jr., Laurie Markkinen, and Wendell Carter Jr.
1: Exactly the same as you from top to bottom.
0: And that's going to be a good lineup.
1: Uh, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. With- so. So that being said. Uh, for the, for the Lakers, you think Giannis's brother could could make an impact with that team?
1: I mean, I believe so. I, 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 like I said, um, they, they're talented guys, the, um, the Adokubo brothers. I think he's definitely a, a, a good – he's young, 21 years old. Um, meaning, I think that they really capitalize on bringing that youth in and developing somebody that they can mold to work for their system. Um, and he's bigger than he's—he's he's gonna be probably even bigger than what Giannis is, um, you know. So I think they really, really lucked out, and I, and I think we missed that. Oh, what were you saying? Um uh, We missed that um, having that another good, strong player and, and that four position, and I think Kostas is gonna do that for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, but. It's going to take time for him, so he's going to need some time in the G League a little bit. But he all is. in all, because I think he's getting blocked from playing time from KCP, who I'm happy to have back, Jared Dudley, Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, and JaVel McGee. But I also want to get your take here: is What do you think of this lineup for the Lakers? LeBron at the 1, Green at the 2, Kuzma at the 3, Davis at the 4, and Cousins at the 5. I originally had LeBron at the, at the 3, but you know what? I don't mind LeBron at the one because I want Kuzma in the lineup at the same time. But I think now the Lakers six man will be KCP.
1: Yeah, I would agree with KCP being the six man. And I do like um, LeBron at the one. And like you said, I would like to see Kyle Kuzma in that starting lineup. So I think, I think the way that you've kind of um, lined up everything, I would agree with that. Um, But like I said, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they move LeBron around um, um, next season and to really see who's going to step up and be that other guy at the one that is going to be reliable and really get good looks, really have a vision on the court, especially now with um, with Davis, you know, Kuzma really being that, somewhat of that go-to guy um, from behind the arc. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, Vogel really Interchanges his lineup and really finds that sweet spot for the team.
0: I think I think this is going to be a very good lineup. I have the Lakers, so we'll play a game about teams that could, from worst to first, over fifty wins. So you think the Lakers get over fifty wins this year?
1: I don't see why they don't.
0: Yeah, because because the Lakers gave up a lot to get Anthony Davis, but I'm going on. I'm taking my leap of faith of them this year because I feel like that. We're, we're built to win this year. It's not a project. And what I'm anxious to see is when the NBA schedule comes out.
1: Yes, I would agree. I, it's going to be exciting to see just how the difference of the team last year compared to this year and to see um, the teams that really kind of gave Lakers a run for the money when we really didn't think they would um, and to see how it's just going to be a total 360 Um with this team. I'm ex- especially excited to see them match up against the Warriors as well as the Clippers. I think that big brother, little brother, um, um, I guess sibling rivalry, if you if you if you kinda understand what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how that um how that plays out. Um it's gonna be exciting just to see the West <laughs> and how everything moves on that side of town.
0: I also wanna say a shout out to the Clippers for moving out of Staples Center three years from now. Thank you, Lord, for that.
1: <laughs> I know a lot of Lakers fans are excited,
0: uh we're excited about
1: that. But I
0: think... Remember because they're they're building and they're building a new arena in Inglewood, right across the street from where the Rams and Chargers play.
1: Yes. But I if think we're even that, though if
0: you saw that arena project that they proposed, but I do believe that they're gonna break ground on that new arena very soon.
1: They are I think even though they are going to move, you know to a different part of town, I think you're definitely still going to feel their presence very heavily now with um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George teaming up, and really being the 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 two head guys um, um, for the. I for think the their head guy
0: is going to be Avi Zubots who just resigned. Who just who just resigned because I think I think Zubats is going to be their starting center, and I feel like the Clippers even when they traded away and they moved on from DeAndre Jordan. I think that Zubas is that new franchise player.
1: I think he's a great, I think he's definitely, like we said before last season, you know, disappointed that the Lakers decided to let him go. But um, to your point, definitely Zubas is definitely going to be a great um, center for the team, definitely going to be an anchor for the Clippers um, um, with um, this, this season and then um, if he continues to, to, to stay with them.
0: You saw, but you saw the images of the new arena for the for the uh, Clippers.
1: Yes, I did. It's going to be exciting to see this new team in that new arena. Um,
0: I think it's good for them. I really don't. I really think that Staples Center will be kept alone by the Lakers.
1: And I think they kind of have their own identity, their own space. Um, you know, something that the is theirs.
0: And the statues of Kobe, Worthy. I think who's next to get a statue for the Lakers is James Worthy. Okay. I don't know when. I don't know why, I don't know when, but why are the Lakers not doing James Worthy's a legend? Uh, he got his number retired by the Lakers. I want to see the Lakers now give him that statue outside of the Staples Center at Star Plaza.
1: <laughs> well, in due time, we know who knows what they have planned.
0: I think for the Clippers. I think their first number that's going to get retired when they're new, when they move into their new arena is Elton brand. Yeah. And then Ralph Lawler will get his statue out there.
1: You have a whole list ready to go.
0: Yeah. But when the Clippers move into their new arena, they can retire their own numbers there.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's going to be good for them to have their own space where they can really, um, you know, continue to build their franchise, um, So, I think it's great.
0: I also predict that when the schedule comes out, that the first game of the 2019-2020 season, when the Lakers played the Clippers at Staples, but it'll be on the Clipper court. Just so that the Lakers can find a way to win that game to annoy the Clipper fans and show them who the big boss is.
1: Uh, Don't you agree with
0: that? First game of the season against the Clippers, but... I didn't want to confuse you if if it's going to be on the Laker court at Staples Center or on the Clipper court.
1: I mean, either way, I think that alone is...
0: That should be an ESPN NBA Wednesday game when when, uh, Mike Breen is on the call.
1: I mean, either way, it's going to be... It's going to draw the crowd.
0: When Mike Breen is on the call with uh, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that sounds like... It sounds like a match made in heaven for basketball fans, um, NBA fans. I think just whenever they play, wherever they play, I think it's going to be exciting to see these two um, teams go head to head and to really see how Kawhi is going to, you know, lead the Clippers and, and, you know, their dynamic, his dynamic with Paul George, both guys in their hometown. And, you know, and then we have two of the other big guys in the league, um, so it's going to be exciting to see the matchup, and I'm excited to see them play um, throughout the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, will that be, so with that being so, that being said, uh, when I looked at the Clippers' new arena, it looks beautiful.
1: If you've seen def- it- I think it's time for them to really just. Have their own space, create their own culture and own environment.
0: Yeah, because it says on this article that Ballmer wouldn't want to share the same space with the Lakers any longer because he thinks that it's time for them to get their own space. Lakers <laughs> used to play in the Forum. Uh, what were we saying?
1: No, I, I was just going to add to the fact that yeah, I mean, I would agree with him on that statement. I think uh, it, it's time for them to 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 build their own and to stand on their own in their own stadium.
0: So, so, but you know that that stadium, that arena will be right across the street from the Ram Stadium.
1: Yeah, I mean that's going to be a nice a nice uh, sports hub there. I think it's 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 nice. Inglewood
0: think... is coming back, and shout out to James Butts for bringing Inglewood. Back together,
1: it is, and I think you know, starting with this, with the you know two of the bigger sporting teams, and because I I I, because
0: the Lakers left the forum in '85 back in the day, but but I think
1: uh, they did, and well, I think Clippers can handle the grit and the gr- the grittiness of of Inglewood. Um, so I think I think it's I think it's great for for that for for the city there and just um, for the city of LA.
0: Oh uh, abso- absolutely so so uh, and also and also I also think I predict who the, I kind of predicted the Raptors are going to open up the when they do the ring ceremony on a Tuesday night at Scotiabank Arena. I have them I have them opening up the season with Milwaukee.
1: Um, I would love to see that. Or
0: and then and then they also play a home game with the Philadelphia 76ers on NBA Friday on ESPN and then you get and obviously you don't get ESPN you get, you all you'll either watch the it'll be on SportsNet and uh, TSN.
1: Yes, that's correct. I mean either one of those teams To start off in the season um, would be exciting. Um, And then I think, again, we're going to be excited. It's going to be exciting to see.
0: But I kind of changed my mind on that. I kind of think they start with the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: I would like to see them start with the Sixers. um, But either way, it doesn't really matter. I think that much. And then they'll
0: play Milwaukee later in the season on TNT.
1: Either way would be great. And also, too, whenever they play the Clippers, I know they're going to be. You know, excited um, to, to to go up against their former teammate.
0: I think I think when they play the Clippers, I think they'll give Koal Leonard his ring.
1: That would be nice, and I saw the montage of what what he did when he was with the Raptors. Um, and I then they'll give Danny nice Green his Ra-
0: ring whenever uh, whenever the when the Lakers play the Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, Toronto has now turned into a basketball town.
1: I mean, we are, we, Toronto has always been a basketball city. I think it's been a little bit somewhat under the radar because the Raptors didn't really have a lot of headline stories, if you will. They weren't um, really on everyone's radar because the team just wasn't um, performing up to standard. If, and also, too, a lot of people, Canada is a hockey country, so sometimes a lot of the other sports, sports teams do get um, left in the shadows um, due to hockey. So I think that's why. But I think Toronto's always been a basketball city. We proved it this year and even more so with um, having the largest um, parade um, in sports history. So I think think Toronto has proven themselves to be a basketball city and will continue to be.
0: And also – Jurassic Park is still going to be crazy throughout the baseball season, throughout the basketball season, and even though when it's December or November, those fans are going to brave the uh, cold elements outside the arena.
1: Absolutely, despite when they watch
0: the games, even when it's snowing or when it's uh, raining. Exactly. So, and have for
1: their team and for the for the game of basketball.
0: Absolutely. So with that being said, that will conclude our NBA show and I'll talk to you next week.
1: Okay. Have a great weekend and I look forward to speaking with you next Friday.